Chapter 4 Mike made pizzas faster than Peter had ever seen. It was literally like he pulled them out of thin air. They just appeared in the oven, sometimes before the order had even finished printing. Crazier still, Peter would sometimes find 12 to 15 completed orders cooking in the same oven at once. Mike had found a way to utilize the kitchen's small conveyor to its utmost potential. He would stack pizzas by separating them with tinfoil and have them come out the other side all evenly cooked and golden brown. He did this by manipulating the temperature and broiler settings like a sailboat captain, running around the machine and pulling switches and turning cranks, cursing and muttering with a lit cigarette dangling from his mouth the whole time. It was unbelievable. Mike cooked the entire lunch rush alone, including the buffet and deliveries. Sometimes Peter would go looking for him and find a few cans of black olives rigged in place, holding levers down on the oven while Mike stood outside reading comic books and smoking. He'd gotten so good that the pizzas practically cooked themselves. It'd been two weeks since Peter's first day, and already he'd learned a lot from Mike. Mike taught him how to make a pizza with one hand so he didn't have to put down his cigarette. He taught him how to open a bottle of beer with a lighter. He taught him how to drink beer without cringing at the taste by adding lemonade to it. And he'd shown Peter his first pornographic magazine and gone on at length about the female anatomy, explaining what every part was for. It was a fascinating lecture and the greatest tutorial Peter had ever been given. After studying these naked bodies for a few days, Peter decided something needed to be done about his crush on Becky. She was a woman just like the ones on those shiny pages. But when Peter asked Mike questions about Becky, Mike would kind of clam up and get quiet. Mike's permanent smile would falter whenever Peter mentioned Becky's name. Peter didn't know what to make of this. He'd never experienced jealousy. These awkward silences made him realize that a woman could be like the soft pocket of air that separates two waves headed for a barren shore, carrying them gently apart, but leading them to the same falling crash. So when it came to his feelings for Becky, Peter felt very alone. He stopped talking about her, which made him think about her even more. He didn't get to see her often. She hid in her office for most of the day, which she'd intentionally partitioned off from the rest of the kitchen. It was nearly impossible to find an excuse to go near her. He had to spy on her through a shelf. She mostly just drank beer at her desk while eating pizza and staring at the wall. Peter determined she wasn't actually reading her magazines, but just looking at the pictures of celebrities while daydreaming. He found this to be absolutely adorable, and wondered what kind of movies or television she liked. He didn't know much about movies or television. He'd been working too much lately. That was the other thing. Mike and Becky showed up rather late each day, and left a lot earlier than everyone else, too. Mike had made Peter a shift supervisor within the first two days of his training, but all the promotion meant was that when Mike and Becky left, Peter had to finish their jobs for them, counting the money and locking up. The job was still very easy. The place was only busy for a few hours during lunch. Other than that, he just stood around smoking cigarettes. 
There were other girls that worked there, but none of them were as fascinating as Becky. They seemed like children compared to her, and talked a lot about themselves in annoying, rodent-like voices. There were other boys who worked there too. Peter noticed himself having the same reaction as Mike whenever any of them talked about Becky or commented on her body. Hearing someone else talk about her spoiled Peter's fantasies and made his stomach hurt. Peter passed the time by driving deliveries out into the farmland surrounding the store. Sometimes, if business was slow, he'd take his car down a special highway he'd found to a thin gravel road marked County Road C-91. He'd drive to the end of it, where a turnaround fell into a thicket of trees and a cliffside dropped off to one side. Here, an expansive horizon grew out from beneath the overhanging limbs where land and clouds collided. Below, a clear creek reflected the sky and hovering in the balance like an infinite pool of still-lying mercury, the whole world relaxed there afloat. Iowa was very flat, and at the end of County Road C-91, it went on for miles and moved like a tumbling brown blanket lifted by the wind. Peter would sit on the hood of his car and imagine a time when he would get to bring Becky here and tell her these things he saw and the things they made him think about. Sometimes he would watch distant storm clouds drag themselves along the horizon, stabbing bolts of lightning into the naked, hairless earth. He'd watch as clouds of rain would then pass gently in the same direction, soothing over the heated fields and cooling the hot patches nearly aglow. He thought about what it would be like to touch her in this way, taste her if he could. When the sun would drop and the stars shined through the night water blue, he'd crumble from his front bumper and walk to the cliff's edge and stand in the cool coming air while trees talked him back to sense. Then he'd get in his car and head back to find her gone for the day, thankful yet upset at missing another chance to learn her favorite color. Thank you.